This is Maurice Jones-Drew, and you're listening to the What's Brewing Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for West Coast Bias. The show brought to you all the way from the best coast. It's the West Coast Bias, that is. Aw, yeah. Hello, and welcome to West Coast Bias. I'm your host, Jake Merrifield. I'm joined by my good friend, after a while, Jamal yeah. Artis yeah. at Champs Bubble 1015. Jamal, how are you doing today? What's up, Jake? I'm what, doing good. What a weird, strange, uh, so far, L.A. sports scene. <laughs> it really is. Everybody sucks. Um, or hurt. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're all broken. They're all hurt. Whatever. Um, eh. Where do you want to start, Jamal? Uh, I, let's just do quick news. Um, obviously, today, uh, we got the news that uh, Rams wide receiver, um, Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup, Super Bowl MVP, um, basically 30% of the Rams the offense. whole offense, yeah. <laughs> the only guy on the Rams offense playing well. Yeah. Decent. Um, he had a high ankle sprain and needs surgery. And Ouch. actually, he's getting surgery. So that means he'll be out for four weeks. Um, and then I will elaborate what that means for the Rams. But that was breaking news today as we were communicating about tonight's show. Yes. And then the other news that was leaked last week, um, it looks like, Clayton Kershaw will return to the Dodgers for another year. That's exciting. Yeah, just a one year, kind of like you did last year, doing it much earlier. Um, so the Dodgers know that they will have Clayton Kershaw on the rotation next year. All right, well, that's cool. And then that's... So wait, does that mean he's going to retire a Dodger? I mean, that the percentage goes higher every year yes, it goes, right? Yes, yeah. and it also kind of, in your mind, makes you think, you know, the rumor is always, well, he's going to want to go home. He's going to want to go home to the Rangers. It just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Yeah. Because he's, he's had an opportunity now, two years in a row, where he could have signed multi-year deals, um, probably more for that, more than what he might get paid, at least last year for sure, because he only got paid, I think, $17 million last year. <clears throat> so, like you said, it almost guarantees that he's going to retire Dodger, and I feel like that that, the idea that he's going to go home and finish out his career with the Rangers is just out the window. Getting more and more unlikely, yeah. if not totally gone. Right, exactly. So, I mean, you well, could see good. a scenario where um, the Dodgers win the World Series and then he decides to retire because of that. You know, I, I feel right. that's where he's at. Um, and so that's coming. And, and then, of course, about an hour ago, it broke that Tyler Anderson rejected his. Um, was it player option? He could have stayed with the Dodgers for eighteen million for one year, and has it now? It seems decided to sign a three-year contract with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So, uh, at what point does this become a trade for Shohei Otani? <laughs> no, it looks like this is a straight signing. Um, the Dodgers do Darn get it. the Dodgers do get compensated. They get a fourth-round uh, draft pick in the draft. Oh, that's cool. Out of it because because uh, of the quali- qualifying offer. But it looks like Tyler Anderson, who uh, is going to be signing, the rumor is three years, $40 million contract. Good for him. I mean, the Dodgers got him off the scrap heap for $8 million. He turned into a great um, third, fourth starter there. I think he went like 15-3. and Everybody saw what he did in the postseason, you know, going five innings, only two hits, probably should have stayed in longer to help the Dodgers stave off elimination. Never happened. So he will not be a part of the rotation. And, of course, the other news in terms of these qualifying offers, um, Trey Turner rejected his, so he's a free agent. That was expected. Boo. 
Justin Turner was not given a qualifying offer, um, effectively uh, making him a free agent, but that doesn't guarantee that he's gone, just that um, maybe they come to an agreement later in this free agency. And, of course, there's still the whole um, option to tender Cody Bellinger. Um, There's some debate whether they should do that. If they sign him again, it'll be $18 million. There are people in the Twitterverse saying, He's not worth it. And, of course, there's people saying you got to give him one more year to prove himself. What do you think? I think that after 1,000 at-bats and an OPS of like uh, 6.640 and OPS plus of like 64 or 65, that the ship has sailed. The guy who won the MVP, the guy who uh, won Rookie of the Year, uh, who could mash the ball with the best of them in the league, is not reappearing. What do you think about that guy that wrote that story about that thing where they were saying that um, after he got hurt, he like changed all his mechanics or whatever, and he just needs to get back to what yeah. He did before? I mean that that that's what they've been saying, but the problem is the ball isn't flying off the bat. Like yeah. in terms of uh, you know the metrics that they show, uh, how many miles per hour the ball is coming off, it's not happening. So last year they attributed it to the shoulder, right, because of the injury, but it. it mechanics or not the ball just isn't flying off the bat there's some people who think that now that they've been the shift um he'll hit better because you know there's a little bit of an advantage as a pull hitter there won't be guys sitting um you know 10 feet behind first base to snag the ball on you but i still don't think he's he's uh he's there because his power numbers are down and that's somebody that you need he strikes out a lot doesn't walk enough and uh and his power numbers have gone down so i think that goes beyond mechanics basically Bummer. Yeah. So, all right. Well, well of these guys that are in kind of limbo, who do you really want back and who do you just like? Obviously, Bellinger, you just answer that. But what about the other guys? Um, I'm fine with them not bringing back Justin Turner. I think they will. Um, I think they for standing with the team. Yeah. Uh, he just know. won the little award. He won the Roberto Clemente Award, which is essentially a uh, community service award, yeah. which is outstanding. He does do a lot um, for the community. Um, if there's a news truck outside of my house, that means that Justin Turner's in the neighborhood because he's usually either giving away backpacks through his foundation, giving away turkeys, presents on Christmas. Um, he does a lot for the city. Um, but in terms of what he can do for the team, I don't think he can field his, his position like he used to. I think that partly because of age. And he gets hurt a lot. Um, you know, one of the reasons they said that he didn't do well in the pro season was because he's playing with an injury. Um, and you really can't afford that with the short series and the high stakes in October. Um, I'm ready to move on. I don't think they will. As long as they bring them for less than what, um, they were willing to give them in a qualifying or actually they weren't even willing to give them the qualifying offer. So I mean, if you're looking for a part-time clubhouse guy who occasionally DHs, I'm okay with that. But it, the, the Justin Turner all-star that everybody thinks he still is or everybody wants him to be. I just don't think that's happening anymore. So if you got to move on, you got to move on. That makes sense. Yeah. So. All right. Well, what else you got? Well, I, I said we should call this episode. Uh, you guys you guys did a, a voting theme with the symposium last week. That's I figured right. we should do a episode still because voting is still going on. Or not voting, but counting of votes. Yeah. So, I know that's the first thing I saw when I fired up the TV. Yeah. So... Um, you know the big catchphrase that everybody. By the way, thanks for the new, the new, the third new boss in like you know <laughs> five years. That's great. I, no, I have nothing to do with that, my friend. <laughs> uh, mine is one vote. It really doesn't count that much. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with that. 
Um, so I figure we call tonight's episode. I've seen enough. I'm calling it because that's all you've been seeing since the election started yes. on the Twitterverse and all these people uh, with their metrics and their polls and stuff like that. So I'm ready to uh, do a quick rundown of our LA teams that we cover and talk about uh, and say, I've seen enough. I'm calling it. So with the Lakers, I've seen enough. I'm calling it. Sell the team. <laughs> sell the team. <laughs> sell the team. I know people say oh, that's hyperbole. It, it, you know, uh, sell the team. It, 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 to me, the structure in the way that Jeannie Buss and her family wants to run the Lakers is not sustainable in a modern NBA. They benefited from a stark move with LeBron James coming over and were able to have the assets to trade for Anthony Davis, and it worked. Since it worked, they have not been able to um, put together a team that can contend for an NBA championship. And that's the that's the bare And minute. arguably they keep making it worse. Yes. And, you know, this year they're 3-10 and 10 as we record. Um, it's not going to get any better. They're Put on not, a one-game winning streak. <laughs> yeah. But they're not in, uh, in the right conference to be able to turn things around. And even if they did, it's a miracle. Does anybody really think that they're a contender to win a title? The answer is no. And it's going to be a long time. And somebody posted it since she became the general partner, whatever you want to call it, basically the de facto leader of this squad of this team. It's like six straight, no playoffs, one championship, knocked down the first round, and out of the playoffs totally last year, and probably out of it this year. So that's a what a, a title percentage, which is one out of ten years. Okay, fine, most teams will take that, but in terms of being a contender, it's not even close. It's not. So I say that is true. Sell the team, cash out. I mean, they're going to get what? I mean, come on. The team is team is valued second behind the Knicks uh, in terms of NBA teams and something like sixth in the world. I mean, it's like somewhere around four billion, five billion. It keeps going up um, thanks to the TV contracts. Um, one of the most visible brands in all sports. You sell the team, cash out. Bring somebody who wants to have the team run by NBA people. Unless she can be convinced to have basketball people run the team. No no agents of friends, no friends of friends, ex-fiancés consulting, no former adoptive brothers who cut loose and they want to come back into the fold. I'm just tired of that uh, mom-and-pop mentality for running what's supposed to be the best fr- franchise in all the NBA. Anyway, that being said, what are the odds that that happens? Oh, it's zero, zero, probably. less than zero, less than zero, probably. Yeah, because they don't want to cash out. It's it's yeah. it's that. I mean, them. It's their, it's, their, it's their their legacy, right? It's their brand. It's their legacy. It's it's uh, it's what they're known for. Bus and Lakers. It's, and as long as they don't go Donald T. Sterling or uh, who's the guy in uh, Phoenix? Oh, uh, Robert Sarver. As long as they don't Sarver or, or Sterling it, you yeah, know, I think they're pretty good. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. I guess Jamal's hoping that Genie gets really handsy really soon. Or somebody plants a, <laughs> a, a, a Knights of the Ku Klux Klan uniform or something. We're really going dark now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I don't. I think there's a zero zero point zero zero zero. Uh, percent chance of that happening right. but uh, you know hope springs eternal jamal right uh they are three and ten they have the pistons coming up in a winnable game because they're gonna get reinforcements for that game aren't you excited yeah actually, the show dog the show dog Come and, on. and thomas bryant yeah. so just bodies yeah bodies um and jeremy grant won't be there so no fight between him and lebron so <laughs> who's the who's the mvp of the lakers right now at three and ten 
it's Lonnie Walker the fourth. He's been the most consistent guy. He literally has. There's some games where he's the top scorer. Uh, Sixteen half points. Yeah, a couple rebounds, a couple assists, but steal. If you look at the wins, he's like the top scorer every time they win somehow. Yeah. So he's one of the few consistent three point shooters. I would say at least it's creeping up. Fourth on the team in, a, in player efficiency, I suppose. Yeah, fourth in PER. But to me, he seems to be like that microwave guy. Like whenever they need instant offense, he's been the guy. Um, and I'll, I'll give credit to Anthony Davis. Um, Anthony Davis, uh, when he's seemingly motivated, he's very difficult to this year on both ends. I mean, you cannot deny that Anthony Davis has put in effort on the defensive end. Um, he's got a double-double going with a couple assists couple steals, a couple blocks. Yeah, unfortunately he doesn't have enough backup on that def- defensive end, so hence why they went from 3rd to 17th in like four games in defensive uh, efficiency. All right, well that's very depressing. Yeah. 3 and 10. 3 and 10. <laughs> I asked you if they're ever going to get to 500 and I think you said maybe by the end of the season. Maybe. I was much more optimistic about that, but I mean now how can he be? Well, yeah, I mean when you win a game and then you go on a five-game losing streak, win wow, a game, so, go on a five-game losing streak. Uh, uh, are they going to be 4 and 15 the next time we talk? Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So All right, well you already covered Bellinger. Yeah. What, what was the next team? Uh I I lumped the Rams and Chargers together. Yeah, you're calling it no postseason? I've seen enough. I'm calling it no postseason. Yeah. For sure the Rams. I mean we just talked about it. Oh, the Rams are just, yeah. just in a pit of despair. And, and I mean so are the Chargers, really. I mean it's not yeah, really I mean, the that char- much different. The, the, but the I mean the Chargers have like eighty guys hurt. Most of them are yeah. pro bowler. I mean, it's just ridiculous what they're trying to put out there. So different like, circumstances, but I yeah. mean yeah. Yeah, so no postseason, sorry. The Rams just had that game against the uh, Cards, right? Right. And uh, 27 to 7. Oh, good Lord. Yes. Backup versus backup, and they still couldn't do anything. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And like I said, no Cooper Cup or whatever. Right. So they have, uh, and now they're going on the road for two uh, at Saints, at Chiefs, then Seahawks, Raiders, and then at Packers, Broncos, uh, and then, you know, home to the Broncos. I mean, they'll get Stafford back. They might beat the Saints. The Saints aren't very good, but. I just, I, don't know, I just look at that schedule. I'm like, they'll probably be the Raiders. Yeah. They have a puncher's no. chance against the Seahawks and Packers. They're going to lose to the Chiefs. And I could see them just losing because it's a road trip. The Saints haven't been very good. Right. But the Saints are due for, you know, the Saints have been kind of sporadic, though. They've been kind of up and down. Uh, you know, they're 3-7 and seven as well. But they've had a couple games where they played well. And right. if they get their quarterback situation, if they change it, I don't know. But um, I have a lot on my fantasy team, and he's – probably the best guy to have if you're a Saints fan because I also have Kamara and he's worthless he has been worthless but he's yeah, yeah. I, I have him as well and it's been, he's been you know, up and down um, but yeah the uh, Rams I think you're right especially with the Niners and the Seahawks both you know surging and or right. holding steady like there's not going to be room for them no you know uh, especially when you talk about like you know how the wild card will end up going and all that I, I think they're going to price themselves out of that too because yeah you know, there's a the East, one division's yeah. got an eight and a seven win team and a six win team, yeah. and then uh, all you know th- that's where your wild cards are going to come from for the most part. Right. Uh, and the other one's going to come from the West, but it's probably not going to be the Rams. So they're last. Yep. So hey, yep. your last place Super Bowl champion Rams is it? Is this a, a Super Bowl curse type of season? It's a curse. I don't think it's a hangover. I think I think it has way more to do with guys being hurt on in both sides um, of the ball than than uh, some sort of hangover where they're just not doing things right. Meanwhile, the Bolts, like you said, everybody's hurt all the time. Loser the Niners. 
Yeah. I mean, not even a contest. Pro- a couple of weeks ago, you could have convinced me that they were going to beat the 49ers because they were both going in opposite directions. And now, no, I mean, there's never they never have anybody from either side of the ball on the field. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know if it's the medical staff. I don't know if it's the training staff. Um, it's a lot of soft tissue stuff. It's not guys getting hurt, getting their head knocked off on the middle of the field. It's just guys just pectoral muscle here, hamstring there, knee there. You know, other than Herbert, Herbert got hurt on the field, but everybody else seems to get hurt just waking up in the morning. So yeah, but Herbert, the prognosis for him is pretty good. Yeah, their receivers are toast though. Yeah, uh, they got to get one of those guys back at least. No Williams, no Keenan Allen. They still have at least five semi-winnable games on the schedule yeah. though and they're already at five you have five, five wins already so right. i mean it could come down to them playing the rams and the Chargers, and the uh, rams and the broncos in the last couple of weeks that could come down to right. you know fighting for uh, the wild card especially because they have some divisional opponents or uh, well they have no they, don't, they only have actually yeah they have the chiefs and then the cars and the raiders there's a couple of divisional opponents there and then they finish against the broncos yeah we shall see. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they have a better chance than the Rams. Oh, so, yeah. Opinion. And the Rams are sunk. Yeah. Right? I mean, because there's no reason to think the Rams would turn anything around at this point. There's no. like no signs. I mean, no. at least you could say the Chargers, like you just said, they, they get guys back. They're fine. Right. All right. Who's next? The Kings. The LA Kings. Uh, I've seen enough. I'm calling it fix the defense or fire the coach. Mm. They scored five goals last night. Um, Jake, ask me if they won the game. Did they win the game, Joel? No. That's a shame. They lost six to five. The Kings are a top three offense and one of the worst defense, some of the worst goaltending. And it's not the goaltender's fault. It's they have too many right handed defensemen. And in hockey, you do have to have some sort of balance because you got guys um, on the opposite hand trying to come up from one side of the puck or one side of the ice bringing up a puck. Um, and you know, they get bamboozled by faster teams that they're just, their defense is just horrible to watch sometimes. And last night was the epitome. They were up two one in the third quarter. No, sorry. In the third quarter, in the first period. And they gave up something like, I think they gave up, uh, the next, I think they got outscored six to six to three over the next like 20 minutes. You know, it's just something ridiculous where just every time you look, the Calgary flames, that's who they were playing, had the puck in the back of the net. And they've lost two four to three games and another six to four game. Yeah, and then a five to two game or a five to two. Yeah, they got smoked. But uh, right. yeah, I get you saying six to five. Yeah, they have the third best offense in all hockey. Um, I would have loved that last year when they actually were a decent um, defense team. But this year it's just atrocious sometimes. And so, uh, so yeah, either that. If it's not the players, then it's got to be the coach. So you know, you got the talent now. You got young guys. They're doing well. They got this guy, Arthur Kaliev, who's scoring in bunches, and he's looking great. Um, you know, they, they're they big free agent. Um, Kevin Fiala doesn't have a lot, a ton of goals, but he's he's got enough assists. He scored last night. Um, they got players to score the puck. They need guys to stop it, and it's not working right now. I don't know if it's the players or if it's the system, but they got to figure it out, or else they're, it's going to be like last year where they're like a seventh seed um, overall no home ice advantage in the first round, and they could lose a seven-game series because of that. But right now, yeah, as you say that, they have the second most points in the conference. Right. But yeah. you can't sustain it that way. You can't yeah. You can't win. This isn't a 6-5 league, I'm sorry. And you surely can't do that in the postseason if they get there. It's a yeah. long season. All right, I hear you. I hear you. And then your favorite team. 
Yeah, I'm, I've seen enough. I'm calling it LAFC best team in LA. Well, they're the best team in LA because they've clinched uh, a championship. <laughs> Since the last time we spoke, they won the MLS Cup in thrilling fashion uh, on penalties at home in front of their home crowd. I didn't get to go to the game or cover yeah. it because I had to work, but I did cover the uh, the celebration the next day. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about five years as an expansion team in the playoffs right away. They figure out this great system of recruiting young South American players. They got four guys going to the World Cup. Three of them are playing for Team Ecuador. Actually, they have five um, guys going to the World Cup. That's a lot for an MLS team, and that's pretty damn good. Um, like I said, and, and some of those guys, they're playing for Ecuador. Um, they're they're they figured out how to develop a team quickly, and then this year they made the big splashes with the signings. Uh, and the big splash, they got Gareth Bale to come over um, from the English Premier League. Or sorry, yeah, from the English Premier League. He's uh, the captain of Wales. And he scores the game-tying goal in the MLS Cup to get it to uh, penalties. You know, it's just that everything that they did this year in terms of player depth, um, coming back from not making the postseason last year for the first time in their career, having to uh, fire their coach because of that, all sorts of things. And, and they're the best team in L.A. And they've lapped their own. They've lapped their rival. Um, the, this is their second time winning the Supporter Shield, which is the best record in all of MLS during the regular season. They've got a cup. Uh, they even went to the Champions League final in their own conference. It's something that uh, the Galaxy haven't done in forever. It's uh, they've got something really going, and it's going to be sustainable for a while. I think just because they have the right people in the front office and things like that. So I'm calling it best team in LA right now. I'm very excited for you, Jamal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, last, uh, last English Premier League, Tottenham, right? Right, Tottenham. He Before, was there for, what, over a, de- six, a decade, right? No, six months, because he was with Real Madrid. It's a team he started with, went to Real Madrid, and then he was there on loan for six months before he came over to the Galaxy, uh, uh, LAFC. Gotcha. So, yeah. Thank you for extending the soccer talk, Mike. Hell's I really yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> Mike just walked it's in. Big, you know. Hey, man. Uh, hey, I, don't, p- I don't know whether to to support LAFC or the Galaxy. Why not both? I mean, I. For me, it's kind of like a Ducks King situation. No, it's not because Ducks suck. I hate And they you. are I not know you in guys Los hate Angeles. Me for that. Yeah. Yeah. I know you guys hate for that. <laughs> uh, or a Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and a Dodgers thing. Although now I'm much more, uh, <laughs> yeah. much more locked into the exactly. Dodgers. Uh, okay, well, thank you very much, Jamal. Um, this is this has been fun. Uh, it's good catching up with you again uh, we, after we missed you the last couple of weeks. But um, uh, we will see how all this stuff turns out for these guys. We're here. We're going to do the Crosstown podcast next. Uh, for some reason, Jamal said wear a red shirt to my house uh, for the UCLA USC. Uh, yeah, I don't know what this is. It's a 1972 hockey league. Yeah, Los Angeles Sharks. Oh, the Sharks. Okay, there it is. I still, Jamal. Uh, I mean, come on, bro. I mean, come on. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, he's coming in with a hot Cal talk, too. I so guess that's true. Uh, yeah, you can't even wear Cal blue. I mean, come on. Uh, but, um, you know, if you have any thoughts, concerns, prayers for the Bruins, 805-399-4WBS. Uh, Suck it, Raina Troy. Hey, we Suck get it. to say that in front of him. We do. That'll be fun. Uh, but uh, otherwise, uh, follow the show on Twitter. And uh, I'll, West Coast I'll be doing an interview with uh, oh, yeah. local you. sports reporter, local CBS reporter, uh, Jill Painter Lopez. Uh, so that'll go up next week. Thank you very much. So until next time, Jamal, what do we say? We're the West Coast. We're the best coast. We're West Coast Bias. West Coast Bias. We place a ball on the West Coast. <laughs>